Fucker, don't act like you didn't know, because I know you fucking knew. What's today? Today's Wednesday, the 20th, January 20th, officially, or I guess yesterday was officially Big Don Teasy's last fucking day in office. Get the fuck out of here. Another one bites the dust. Do, 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 do. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, man, yesterday was uh, President Donald Trump's last day in office because today is officially Inauguration Day for Joe Biden and First Lady uh, Mrs. Biden. Can't remember her fucking first name right now, but yeah, me. So, um, yeah, man, I'm sure everyone's excited out there, or most of us are excited that was really the first thing I wanted to start with today. It's pretty goddamn important. Even if you're not living in America, I think the whole world is kind of tuning in to what's going on politically in our country right now. So it's a big day, man. Um, and like I've said countless times, I'm not a political person normally. I I just don't really tune in to politics and shit like that. But the significance and kind of just like the, the changing of the guard that is... I mean, last one was Obama, which I remember vividly. You know, I was in college, and that was obviously very significant as well. This one is, I guess I would say, slightly less significant, just because Obama was the first of his kind, you know, being an African-American president, the first one in in, um, United States of America. Whereas Biden is, I mean... To my knowledge, nothing really stands out about him or makes him so special. It's just more so the fact that he's the next guy after this atrocity that we've been dealing with for the past four years. At least that's my take on it, you know. I don't think he's bringing anything extra extraordinary or anything, you know. Like, he's a fucking, I don't know. I'm glad he's here, though. Shouts to Biden. Trump can get the fuck out of here, but I guess I say that to say I'm also a realist. I'm not under the delusion that as soon as Biden takes office, everything is going to 
you know, snap into utopia and we'll all be fine and everything. All the problems will just kind of disappear into thin air. I'm not that naive, so I am happy of the change that's going on today or, you know, right now in this current era. But, like I said, I'm not getting my hopes too high. I know how this shit goes, at least historically how it's gone. So, um, until something changes, what's really going to change, you know what I mean? But, man, so yeah, that's tonight. The presidential inauguration is tonight. Um, I'm assuming at, you know what, let me not assume. Let me fucking look this shit up. I'm assuming it's at like 6 or 7, but let's see. Oh, shit. Never mind. Uh, It's at noon today. Oh, well, shit. Maybe I should uh, stop recording and (laughs) go watch this shit. Alright, I was going to do this on my lunch break, but I'm going to go ahead and pause this, and I'm going to tap back in after the inauguration, okay? So I'm going to check you in a little bit. It's going to sound like I'm coming right back in, but that's motherfucking editing, bitch. Alright, I'll be right back. back just figured i'd play a little little transition music you know what i mean let the let that shit marinate you know what i mean <laughs> i don't even know what i'm saying half the time bro but yeah so i just figured i'd put that music on for a little transition from pre and post inauguration um so the official president of the united states now This is the first podcast that's had two presidents, you understand? It started with Trump, and now it's Biden. In the same fucking episode. You didn't see that coming? You didn't fucking see that coming, alright? She. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Big shout out to President Biden and Vice President Harris. I think, um, honestly, I think I'm a little more excited and proud for Vice President Harris than President Biden just because... It's kind of like two birds and one stone. I mean, she's the first woman to be in the office, not as like a first lady or something. And then obviously she's the first non-Caucasian human, period, to be vice president of our country. Big steps, man. Milestones being made today. Much love to everybody out there, whether you support what's going on or you don't. Hopefully you come to your senses. This is America, bro. This is the fucking land of the free not the land of the whites, no matter how bad you want it to be. It's a free land. Everyone has a right to be here as far as I'm concerned. Um, Granted, I didn't write the fucking Constitution either, but I just never understood that, man. It's the land of the free, home of the brave is like our motto, but then we want to turn people away that don't look like us or think like us or, you know, even eat the same foods as us, whatever. Fucking, actually, (laughs) let me pull this shit up real quick. As I'm talking, it just reminded me of this clip from Flight of the Concords. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's basically about these two dudes who immigrate to America from New Zealand, right? And just the way that this dude, Jermaine, kind of describes... Racism is fucking great, and I think it applies, so I'm going to play that real quick. (laughs) Give me one sec. This is from the show Flight of the Concords. It doesn't matter what country someone's from or what they look like or the color of their skin. It doesn't matter what they smell like or that they spell words slightly differently. Some would say more correctly. Yeah. Let me finish. I'm a person. Brett's a person. You're a person. That person over there is a person. And each person deserves to be treated like a person. It's a great speech. 
Too bad New Zealanders are a bunch of cocky a-holes descended from criminals and retarded monkeys. Are you thinking of Australians? Yeah, that's Australians. Australians. No, 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 New Zealanders. They've thrown all the shrimp on the barbie, ride around in your kangaroos all day. No, 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 no that's Australians. That's, you're thinking of Australians, that's not us. I've totally confused you with Australians. I, I feel terrible. Oh, just, no, oh, no. Your they're, accents, they're just kind of similar. Our accents are completely different. They're, they're like, where's the car? And we're like, where's the car? <laughs> so yeah obviously it's a it's a <laughs> it's a comedy show so they make it humorous but the point still stands as to what he said you know i'm a person they're a person like it doesn't matter where the fuck you're from what you look like what you smell like as he said jokingly um but everyone's different man like we're all human beings though we're all to bring it back to biology, I mean, we're all homo sapiens, we're all bipedal creatures, we're walking around on two feet, we all have a brain and two eyes and a heart, hopefully your your brain's functioning correctly, but you got one in there, if, you, if you're walking around and you have a head, I guarantee there's a brain in there, as to how much activity and actual brain waves are making their way through there, I couldn't tell you. Some of you guys might need to go, yeah, you know I mean, get a little tuned up, yeah, you know I mean. <laughs> but yeah, man. And then kind of before all this happened, well, once again, big shout to Biden and Kamala Harris. But before all this happened, I'm sure you guys had heard also that Trump was officially impeached for the second time. They took it to the congressional vote and he even had 10 Republicans vote yay to have him impeached. And like I said last time, I know he was impeached before, so I wasn't really sure what this was going to entail, if it would actually mean much at all. And what I've been hearing and reading since since we spoke last really was, yeah, he only had like a week left in office, but essentially by him officially getting impeached, it did a few things, mainly for the future. It... I guess it automatically made him ineligible to ever run for president again, you know, so after Biden's four years are up, um, if he wasn't impeached, I guess he could, he had the right to run again if he wanted to, but what I've been reading is that this impeachment kind of dubs that out, so you can't run ever again, and I also think that it actually impacts some of the benefits that ex-presidents are supposed to receive. You know, I was just watching the inauguration, like I said, and you see George W's there, Bill Clinton's there, all the ex-presidents are there, but obviously Trump's not there because he's fucking crying wherever the hell he is, probably in Florida, goddammit. But, um, so I know these dudes, it's like they get like a pension package almost when they leave office, they still get a good amount of money, I'm pretty sure, and kind of have access to certain presidential things. Don't quote me on this, but to my understanding, that is normally the case. And by them impeaching Trump not only once but twice, I guess it's going to kind of negate a lot of that for him. So I'm sure he's fucking super thrilled about that. You know what I mean? And then I was reading this morning... <laughs> Since he's on his way out, he's just been handing out pardons left and right, um, which I'm kind of, I have mixed feelings about because a lot of the people that he has been pard pardoning are prominent figures in hip hop, whether the crimes were violent or nonviolent or whether they deserve a pardon, you know, I can't really speak on that, but I do kind of applaud at least some of the pardons, but that being said, the way I'm looking at it, just because Trump is Trump, I'm assuming he's doing this, just kind of pandering to the hip-hop community and just to show the people like, hey, you know, I'm still cool, I'm still hip, I'll pardon all these guys that you like or whatever. Like, I don't know how genuine it is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I guess moral of the story is a lot of people will be getting out of jail who may not have may not have rightfully been jailed, uh, if that makes sense. So, I don't know. Some silver lining in the weird, fucked-up situation that's going on. Trump just handing out pardons like hotcakes out here. So, that's dope. Um, and I was also reading, just staying on the political shit, I was also reading that... 
apparently president now not president elect anymore but now president biden he had dubbed the first official openly transgender government or federal official let me read this to you real quick so i don't butcher this shit um it says president-elect joe biden so now president joe biden on tuesday named pennsylvania health secretary rachel levine to be his assistant secretary of health and human services a nominee who could make history by becoming the first openly transgender senate confirmed federal official Dr. Rachel Levine will bring the steady leadership and essential expertise we need to get people through this pandemic. No matter their zip code, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability, and meet the public health needs of our country in this critical moment and beyond, Biden said in a statement. She is a historic and deeply qualified choice to help lead our administration's health efforts. He added, Levine is a physician and professor of pediatrics and psychology at the Penn State College of Medicine and has been leading the state's response to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. She was confirmed three times by the Republican-controlled Pennsylvania State Senate. So yeah, man, big shout out to President Biden and to Rachel Levine. Like I said, history is made every motherfucking day. So shouts to them, man. Um, And I guess kind of just staying on, this isn't really politics real quick, but the COVID stuff ties more into politics than anything else. I was reading yesterday... I know we've talked briefly about the vaccine and Dr. Fauci and everything, um, but I was reading yesterday, I guess there are now, they're seeing some delays in the vaccine. I guess they had developed some grand scheme to like roll it out in droves to cities across the country, but I don't know exactly what's causing the issues. Let's read this article real quick, but I know there's two doses and what I was reading was like some people were receiving the first dose, but by the time it was it was time to get the second dose, um, they were like expiring or something. I don't know. Let me read this shit real quick. The article says, Hospitals and clinics around the country are canceling vaccine appointments because the Trump administration tells states how many doses they'll receive only one week at a time, making it all but impossible to plan a comprehensive vaccination campaign. The decision to go week by week was made by Operation Warp Speed's chief Chief Operating Officer General Gustav Perna because he didn't want to count on supplies before they were ready. Overly optimistic production forecast turned out to be a major disappointment in the rollout of the H1N1 vaccine more than a decade ago, also leading to canceled appointments and widespread frustrations with the government's messaging. This time, however, the most pressing problem isn't the overpromising of supply, for each of the past three weeks, the federal government has gotten about 4.3 million shots, but the amount that each state is sent has fluctuated as Operation Warp Speed changes the quantities available week by week. State health officials say the unpredictable shipments have led to chaos on the ground, including the inability to quickly use up all the doses sent to them. The week-by-week system also makes it hard to plan for the second dose that everyone needs because they come three or four weeks after the initial dose. It's a huge problem. When you're setting up clinics and registration systems, you have to have some idea of the supply, said Lori Freeman, chief executive officer of the National Association of County and City Health Officials. If you're starting and stopping all the time, it can lead to confusion in the community. They'll think you don't know what you're doing. As President Joe Biden's team prepares to take over on Wednesday, i.e. today, officials are aware of the problem and will have to decide how to address it, according to a member of the transition team. So yeah, man, that's that's kind of what I was worried about. I mean, not this exactly, but just the fact that it's so new, we're still learning so much about it. The vaccine itself is a new, you know, a new type of vaccination entirely. 
and then like the two shot two system shot two I don't know like I don't know shit bro okay I just know like I said earlier I'm not rushing to go get this shit right now and especially after reading stuff like this it sounds like I wouldn't even have the option apparently um so yeah I just thought that was interesting I mean I hope I know my grandma just got it she just got her second dose so for you know she's 80 she's closing in on 85 um her health is you know kind of deteriorating so for for people like her I definitely recommend or I would hope that you know you're receiving this thing I when I speak about what I'm doing I'm solely speaking for myself <laughs> I have a bad habit of that you know what I mean but like I'm a pretty good shape 30 years old young dude I don't have any pre-existing health issues knock on wood not to my knowledge not to say that I'm invincible or anything like that you know because I'm not a fucking idiot at least not <laughs> in that regard um but yeah so i just i wanted to bring some light to that just do your research man i have been reading some stuff like we just read so open your eyes and ears the information's out there you just gotta look for it um but yeah that was really the last kind of uh political you know political bullshit that i was going to talk about today the next thing i wanted to talk about was well real quick before we get into the next topic I did just want to mention two things briefly I know I mentioned on here in another episode the gym etiquette you know it's a new year everyone's trying to get in there and get their fucking beach bods going and shit and that's it's slowly dwindling down just like I said it was packed at first at the beginning of January and now that a little bit of time has gone on now it's only like one or two people in there but I actually wrote this down to talk about like a week or two ago when I first, it might have been right after that episode actually, this chick. So I was in, my gym is set up, you walk in and it's, you know, it's at a, it's a condo gym. It's not very complex or super advanced, you know what I mean? You basically walk in this little hallway that leads to the pool and you can go to the left side, which is all cardio, treadmills, ellipticals, bike and shit like that. Or you can go to the right, which is the weight room, right? So, I mean, me personally, just given what's been going on with COVID and all that other stuff, when I go down there, if if there's more than one person in either room, I pretty much just turn right back around and go do something else. Just because you never know with people. I mean, there's people in there working out with no mask, some with mask, some that I consciously see never wiping down equipment like it's you know I just I know (laughs) I'm not a hypochondriac but I don't trust these people's sanitary habits I guess you know so that being said I'm in the weight room by myself one day and this chick comes in and that's fine I mean two people in the gym for me is about max because it's pretty small any more than two, you're not gonna you're gonna have to start waiting for to use equipment or weights, and it's it's gonna be a hassle, right? And it's it's also just not that that big square footage wise. So this girl walks in, I'm like, all right, you know, one more person while I'm in here, it's no big deal. This chick, <laughs> mind you, she's <laughs> she's in fucking jeans and flip flops, okay? Comes in her jeans and flip flops. Um, I was using the bench to do, uh, I don't remember what the fuck I was doing at the time, but excuse me, I got the hiccups. Uh, I was definitely using the bench. So she walks right in. I think I might've been grabbing some water or maybe like changing the song on my phone or something, but I basically got up for half a second. Chick walks in just like walks in without missing a stride just immediately walks in and like falls down on the bench essentially not like falls like she actually tripped or something but like claiming her shit kind of deal just walked in boom i'm using this just like this you know what i mean what the fuck um i don't know why i brought this shit up to be honest with you i just thought it was ridiculous i wanted to say something to her but at the end of the day i was pretty much done my workout anyway so i decided just to wipe my shit off and get out of there But it just kind of reiterated what I had mentioned earlier, you know, 
that was <laughs> not to judge this chick, but the way she was dressed and acting, I'm assuming that was her one and only visit to the gym all year. Definitely all month. We'll see about all year, but yeah, man, just watch out for those fucking uh not the germaphobes, but the gymophobes, yeah you know I mean. <laughs> Once that new year hits, to try and get that swole on, and then, you know, three days later, you never see him again. But yeah, I thought that shit was pretty funny, man. Shouts out to that chick. I hope, you know, you didn't rip them jeans, do a name squats or nothing like that. You hurt. Uh, I also just want to mention real quick, I just started and finished the show Power in about a week and a half. Yeah. I need a life, man. Um, I've been hearing about power for so long. I just never checked it out for whatever reason to my detriment. Cause my favorite genre of movie probably is like the mob movies and shit. So this was kind of up that alley. You know, if you don't know what power's about, it's this guy up in, um, Queens, New York Coke dealer who's trying, he's basically walking the lines between being a being the biggest drug dealer in New York and being a straight-laced businessman, club owner, family man. So yeah, it's a good show. <laughs> like I said, me being the loser I am, literally started and finished it, I think, <laughs> in about a week and a half, man. And I know, so I'm talking about the first, uh, the first series with Ghost. I know there's a second series with his son, Tariq. That I'm, I was looking for on Hulu, but I couldn't find it. If anyone knows where to find that shit, let me know. But yeah, man, just thought I'd bring that up. Finally got power out of my system. Um, the homies have been telling me, to, fucking P, especially my boy P, but <laughs> he had been telling me to watch that shit. And once I finally did it, man, <laughs> he was just like, "You son of a bitch!" I told you, was I right or was I right? You know, it's like, yeah, you were fucking right. So yeah, man, check out Power, I guess, if you haven't by now. I know I'm super behind, so I fucking probably sound like an idiot saying that shit. But either way, also, I continued with that meditation show I've mentioned on here. Please check that out. I love that shit now. Just I, It was yesterday or the day before I could feel myself getting kind of stressed out and just anxious over the work shit I was dealing with. So on my lunch break... I had forgotten about that show for, you know, I was fucking knee deep in power. So I forgot about that meditation show and I kind of scrolled by it. Um, so I threw that on and literally just one episode, just listening to this guy and having him walk you through a meditation. I felt myself noticeably just feeling better once it was done, which was pretty dope. Um, so check that out again, like I said. But. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about, this was, I'm a couple weeks late. I guess this article I just pulled up was from January 5th. Uh, the title is, Rap Lyrics Are Now Admissible as Court Evidence. A Dangerous Precedent Guest Column. Um, okay. So... In a judicial opinion filed last month, the state of Maryland's highest court ruled that rap lyrics may be admitted in court as evidence of a defendant's guilt. This blatantly racist decision is a travesty that sets a dangerous precedent. The case involves the January 2017 killing of George Forrester, who was shot by a drug dealer after he attempted to buy cocaine with a counterfeit bill. Based on a single witness's identification, Lawrence Montague was indicted for Forrester's murder. Three weeks before trial, Montague used a jailhouse telephone to record a rap verse, which was then uploaded to Instagram. At Montague's trial, the state of Maryland introduced a telephone recording of the lyrics as evidence of Montague's guilt, and Montague was convicted and sentenced to a combined 50 years for second-degree murder and use of a firearm in a crime of violence. Maryland's highest court took the case on appeal and affirmed Montague's conviction, finding that the danger of unfair prejudice posed by the admission of the lyrics does not substantially outweigh the lyrics' probative value. In making this determination, the court wildly understates the unfair prejudice posed by the use of this type of evidence, 
As the dissenting opinion by Judge Shirley Marie Watts notes, the decision here does little more than portray a defendant to be a person with base violent tendencies who is capable of indiscriminate violent criminal acts. In this culturally problematic ruling, the court fundamentally misunderstands the history, purpose, and importance of hip-hop music. In the 1970s, hip-hop emerged in the South Bronx as a response to the combined effects of poverty, unemployment, gang violence, and isolation from mainstream America. Early pioneers developed a genre in part to end gang violence. Rap was an outlet that transformed the competitiveness and territoriality of gang life into something artistic and productive. Ignorant of this perspective, the court's opinion hastily draws conclusion from Montague's lyrics making up connections between the lyrics and the crime that are simply not there. The court uses this poorly substantiated analysis towards its finding that the lyrics had an quote-unquote unmistakable factual connection to the crime. It attempts to put all rap lyrics into the categories of historical fact and fiction, failing to understand that hip-hop, like most art, is more complex than that. Drawing on African-American storytelling traditions, rap often utilizes violent rhetoric as a form of intellectual competition and a vehicle for change, though such lyrics are not to be taken literally. The chilling effects of this ruling on the creativity of all rap and hip-hop artists is gravely concerning. I agree. Great music is more often than not rooted in storytelling and by imposing criminal consequences for a story told through an artistic medium, the court here threatens to stifle creativity and limit the scope of artistic expression. Moreover, it's impossible to ignore the discriminatory outcomes this type of ruling will create. The ruling is focused on rap, a genre invented by black Americans and predominantly authored by black Americans, a genre that has historically served as a medium to bring awareness to systemic inequality along with the violence it often produces. Uh, in parentheses, though it is worth noting that violence is not the only theme found in rap music. For example, Judge Watch Descent calls attention to the diversity of rap lyrics, citing the positive messages communicated by artists such as Chance the Rapper and Common. Artists like Tupac have managed to demonstrate empathy and conscience while offering thoughtful examinations of street violence and police harassment. I would invite anyone suggesting that this ruling is not limited to rap music to find an example of a court admitting lyrical evidence of a country singer driving drunk or shooting and cheating a spouse. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more, to be honest with you. So that being said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play and read you some songs that I used to listen to in high school. You know, I think I mentioned on here before, before I got into hip-hop heavy, I was big into like punk rock, um, rock, hardcore, shit like that. And a lot of these hardcore bands have some pretty suspect lyrics, bro. Um, when you really read them and... I... <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance to anybody who's listening to this podcast who doesn't enjoy, <laughs> who doesn't listen to like hardcore or anything like that because, yeah, you're in for a treat real quick. But point being, if they're going to use rap lyrics as evidence in court for violent crimes or whatever the case is, drug deals, whatever, the stuff that I'm about to show you should be used as well. It's either all or nothing, I think. Either use all lyrics, all genres, doesn't matter, or no music should be admissible in court. You can't just you can't just focus in and only single out hip hop artists. You just can't do that. It's gotta be all or nothing. So I'm gonna read you the lyrics first and then I'll play you the song. Um, this is a band that I used to listen to back in high school called Chiodos. And they're, you know, like I said, kind of a hardcore band. And this little snippet is from a song called There's No Penguins in Alaska. 
I'm going to read you the lyrics first, and then I'll play them, because chances are you're... He's screaming, so I doubt you're going to be able to distinguish what he's saying without me telling you first. So the lyrics go, Devotion. Scream loud as you want to. There's no way they can hear you. Um, never resting time. Lead summer on. Lead summer on. And then they end the song literally screaming, I'll stop stabbing when you stop screaming okay yeah i'm not exaggerating at all now i'm gonna play this shit and yeah you can hear what the fuck time it is That's not an admission of guilt. I don't know what is. I'll stop stabbing when you stop screaming. Jesus fucking Christ. But don't worry. That's just the first one, okay? This next one I got for you. This next little fucking... <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I really don't mean to laugh, man. <laughs> These lyrics are unbelievably disturbing i just never i don't know man like when i heard these songs when i was 13 i either didn't know what they were saying or just the music was hard enough that i didn't care i don't even know but yeah this next one right is a band called senses fail let me pull this shit up they have a song called free fall without a parachute which i mean that alone (laughs) the song title alone is you know hey man but um, the lyrics, I don't really want to play the whole song, but the first verse essentially starts, I had a dream last night, and in my dream, I took a knife to you. I slit your throat from ear to ear. The wound was gasping for the air. Your scream so clear. Uh, Yeah, psychopathic shit. And then the second verse goes I had a dream last night and in my dream I robbed a country club a five-year-old tried to stop me but I shot him through the head and now he's dead I am not fucking exaggerating at all and let me get this fucking song man I can't find this thing here we go this is free fall without a parachute by senses fail I 
forgot the hook literally goes and only in my sick mind can i do these things to you yeah it's fucked up bro all right last one i'm gonna play because i don't want to take up too much time and there's this could go on and on and on which is kind of my point if you're gonna fucking use hip-hop lyrics you have to use all lyrics it's either all or nothing bro especially like most of these lyrics i'm playing for you now is about dudes talking about killing their girlfriends you know ex-girlfriend or whatever they're heartbroken they're trying to kill them and shit which is fucking demonic you know what i mean at least in hip-hop if it's violent it's usually like someone robbed them so they're getting retribution or something i'm not saying either one's right or wrong but um it just seems very biased man so this last one i'm gonna play is probably the worst one, to be honest with you which is why i saved it for last (laughs) even i remember even in high school i still I'll, if this song or band comes on, I won't turn them off because the songs are catchy and shit. But I'm going to read you the lyrics to this fucking song and you are going to be like, yo. <laughs> yeah. I, I Actually, okay. I'm going to play. There's a, little, there's a little teaser for this shit. I don't want to reveal it just yet i want you to listen to the song and the lyrics and get that in your head and then i'm gonna break you the news all right so this is a band called from first to last okay and the song is called ride the wings of pestilence and i'm gonna read you these fucking psychopathic hannibal lecter lyrics right here hiding in the shadows i'll be waiting in the dark To drive this blade straight through your heart. I'll drag your body to the car as blood races down my arm. I think everyone will wonder where you are, do you? I'll hide you in my walls. Your body will never be found. I'll wear your skin as a suit. Pretend to be you. Your friends will like you more than they used to. Dear Diary, my teen angst bullshit has a body count. I believe it's six going on seven now. So literally, (laughs) this band is allegedly writing to their diary, Hey, I'm so pissed off as a teenager. I've killed six people. I'm about to kill seven. And this is a song from 04. But I I haven't seen any mention of this shit. And then, yeah, the second verse is even creepier. I've been dreaming about you in a pool of your own blood with your eyes gouged out by the work of my thumbs, the scent of your insides from under the floorboards, the perfect perfume to settle a score. Bro, did you hear what I just fucking read to you? This is a dude literally saying that he's going to skin his girl, his ex-girlfriend alive. She left him. He's so heartbroken. He's going to kill her skin her hide his fucking body under his goddamn floorboards and then wear her skin suit like some mib shit to fucking chill with her friends bro like all right i'm just gonna play you the song i can't read (laughs) i can't read any more of this shit because it's fucking bonkers but i'm just gonna play you this song and yeah i think you get my point after this one if not the other two
and by the way, as I'm listening to that, I'm pretty sure that last line, because I remember my brother and I reading these lyrics in the fucking little booklet shit you used to get back in the day with CDs. I'm pretty sure that last line isn't to settle a score. I'm pretty sure it's while skinning a skull. So yeah, man, that's my point. You can't ignore shit like this, and then when fucking someone from the block is rapping about shooting somebody who shot their best friend or whatever, like you can't just put the blinders on when it when it's convenient for you, I guess is my point. And like I said, man, I personally think that nothing should be used in court. Like the article was saying, I think they're attacking artistic expression. I mean, even as psycho and fucking demonic and crazy as this song I just played was, for all we know, that's like, that singer, maybe that's his way of of dealing with his anger. You know, his girl left him, and he's not actually going to go kill her and skin her and shit, but maybe he likes horror movies. So it's kind of like a musical horror movie that he wrote in his fucking head. Like, I don't know. I'm just making up excuses, but I'm just saying it's got to be all or nothing, man. It can't just be hip-hop and rap lyrics because that's fucking, that's not right. (laughs) That's not at all right. But yeah, so, all right. So, the big gem, right? The singer of that band, from first to last, his name is Sonny. But you probably know him better as Skrillex. Okay? That singer who was singing all that crazy fucking wild shit, hiding his girl under the floorboards and, you know what I mean? That dude left that band and went on to become who we now know as Skrillex in the EDM, you know, electronic music world. So, yeah, man. All I'm saying is play it fair. Keep it fair on both sides. Um, you know, and like I said, that was only that was only three examples. I mean, there's a fucking band called Cannibal Corpse. All these metal bands and shit. And like I said earlier, like when this stuff comes on, just because the lyrics are extremely foul, it doesn't even mean I'm going to turn it off because I'm a drummer. And I don't know if you could hear during that, like the drums in these kind of songs are always crazy. So I was always tuning into that. I mean, yes, he is singing about some morbid, fucking disgusting, beyond Tarantino shit. But I think the moral of the story is it's a form of art. You either treat it as a form of art or you start indicting everybody. But yeah, I guess that's not my decision. I just wanted to give you my two cents on it, man. I love almost all music. Like I said, even this fucked up shit that I just played for you guys. I mean, I was rocking that shit back in high school. Sometimes if it comes on shuffle and I'm in the mood, I feel like headbanging a little bit. I might leave it on, you know. But same thing for hip-hop, just because... I listen to positive and negative hip-hop. Some, like they said, Tupac changes. You know, they're super positive hip-hop songs. And then on the flip side, you know, there's coke dealing, uh, you know, all the illegal, all that shit, which is just as dope, you know? That's it. You just got to take the whole package, man. You can't just pick and choose is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. But anyway... This is uh this is going to be the end of episode 27, man. I feel like I ranted for a little while there, so I'm going to let you guys go. But once again, man, K motherfucking podcast, you know who I am. But I want to get to know you guys a little bit, all right? So hit the email, therealkpodcast at gmail.com. You, you know, you know the fucking vibes, bro. I say the same shit every episode, but I'm going to keep motherfucking saying it. Like, subscribe, follow, comment, share. You know what I mean? Put this on when you're taking the shit, when you're driving, in the stand, mowing the fucking lawn, whatever, bro. Working out. Podcasts probably aren't good workout music, but you know what I mean. But yeah, man, I appreciate you checking in. As always, stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned. Okay? Today is a new day in America. Let's get the fuck out there. And make it our motherfucking bitch. <laughs> What's that kid saying? <laughs> Pineapple Express. <laughs> Time to suck today's dick, man. <laughs> Seth Rogen's like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, it's not time to suck today's dick. But it's time to get out there and kick some ass, all right? Go get it, man. Much love. See you guys next time. 
Peace. 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 Peace.